Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on! Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Blackhawk number 222, cover date July 1966, cover price 12 cents. Cover artists Dick Dillon and Charles Quidera, edited by George Cashdan, featuring The Man from E equals MC squared, written by Unclaimed probably France Heron. Art by Dick Dillon and Charles Quidera. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go! Welcome to the world of love and laughter, baby. Welcome to the sunshine of a brand new Blackhawks participate in a scientific test for Professor Darnley. During the experiment, an energy being is brought back to Earth, which possesses Darnley's body and attacks power plants, drawing even more energy into its body. Confused? Don't worry, I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. We are the Blackhawks. And to every nation liberty will bring Hocko, follow the black hawks Hocko, shatter your chains Seven fearless men are we Give us death or liberty We are the black hawks Remember our name I'm having the most powerful sense of deja vu Are you? Why? Is it deja vu or deja vu? Déjà vu. That's the French pronunciation. Yes. Well, I feel like we've recorded this episode already of Black Hawk. <laughs> because indeed we have. Listener, we recorded this whole episode the other afternoon when we had plenty of leisure time. It was raining. It was dreary outside. Horrible. We had plenty of time. What do you think happened? All what? of my audio was lost. Yes. Not his. His was fine. And we record on two different microphones. So he had two options. Go through it piece by piece and slowly and laboriously pull up his side of the audio from my microphone and piece it in or just record it all over again. And I said, you're going to record it all over from from the top. We'll do this in a couple days. Anyone who's listened to even one previous episode will realize I don't do any editing at all. (laughs) Um. So here we are with Blackhawk number 222. Yes. Save your strength, Blackhawks. You can't defeat raw naked energy. Raw well, naked. Indeed, he is naked. Yes. It's a giant energy creature. He looks a bit like Ernest Borgnine, doesn't he? <laughs> it was funny the first time you said it. Yes, he does. Did you know Ernest Borgnine and Ethel Merman were married for like a week? A week? Maybe longer than that, but not very long. Shockingly short time. I bet that was a loud, disgusting honeymoon night. Oh, Oh, my God! (laughs) You're great. Oh, my God! You say what you will. Yes. Ethel Merman had some questionable stylistic tendencies. Mm -hmm. But as a voice teacher, I can tell you that was a healthily produced voice until the day she died. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're not here to talk about musical theater. We're here to talk about Blackhawk. Indeed. And wait, wait, do you remember Ethel Merman when she was younger, before she was like 
Ethel Marmon. Yes. Those beautiful recordings Lovely. of her. Just beautiful. She would do great stuff with her voice. Everyone seek out early, early recordings of Ethel Merman before it, she started doing all the crazy stuff. Like Gypsy. Like uh, the, the the musical Gypsy. I mean, not that she she did a fantastic job with Gypsy, but like what you think of as Ethel Merman, if right. you listen to early recordings of her. Like from the 30s. Oh, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Take it from us. We're professionals. Yep. Um, Splash page? Oh. Sure. No, oh, you had more to say about the the cover? Well, I just that the Blackhawks are cowering in terror and they have sticks of dynamite in their hands. Oh, yes. That'll come up later. Mm-hmm. You know DC was missing a bet that they didn't have a full action figure set of the Blackhawks? What? They, they had, had action this, figure sets of everything, right? They had a successful uh, comic series, two different comic series, actually, starting from 1944 onward. Mm-hmm. They had their own movie serial. In mm-hmm. the 40s, mm-hmm. from which our terrific Black Hawk song comes from. Yes. And, uh, well, I take that back. There was a special edition G.I. Joe of Black Hawk, oh. which came with three outfits. <laughs> Just so you can dress them up. I This one, this is his war outfit. This is his going to dinner outfit. And this is his lounging around the house outfit. Well, he did have the, his, you know, black fighter pilot outfit. Okay, yeah, yeah. He yeah. had an Arctic parka kind of an Ooh, outfit of course and he had these sweet red flight jackets Damn, that they wear love, in this issue i love these outfits i know how can we get one? Oh. well i know whose birthday is coming up so someone's getting that gi joe for sure it's 250 dollars on ebay may i buy it for you what you, what you you love black hawk don't you want a Black Hawk G.I. Joe? Don't you even start to substitute a, pl- a present for me, a present for you by telling it's, it's for me. I got my birthday present. Listener, Dr. Husband has bought a motorcycle. I traded in my he old motorcycle, in his old for, a motorcycle for a newer motorcycle. It's new. It's not new. It's new. Which looks like the sort of type of motorcycle that Black Hawk would ride if he it, were a motorcycle rider and not an air fighter pilot. It's sweet. It's a 2014 Victory Cross Country 8-Ball. I love Victory bikes so much. I've been waiting forever to get one. Victory is the best. If I were to buy a motorcycle, it would be a Victory. It's beautiful. Or what's that other one? The Indian? Indian. Mm. I like Indians, yeah. too. There's a story about it, but I won't talk about it. Okay, please don't. Okay. Hey, Rob. <laughs> yeah? How do you fight a villain who is not of flesh and blood, not of any known substance? You don't know where he comes from or why he is here. You only know that he's bent on destruction. In fact, you don't even know that it's a he. Right. Frankly. Finally, you realize that only the gallant Blackhawks would dare to challenge this walking, talking, scientific phenomenon known as the man from E equals MC squared. Can I say something? I thought you were going to join me on that title. but No, sorry. Because okay. I was thinking about how that E equals MC squared is not a place that one can be from. It's actually oh, a right. scientific a uh, theory to explain what energy that. is. Yes. Energy equals, equals mass, mass times, times the speed, speed of light squared. squared. I don't even understand what that is, but that's okay. I don't either. I heard it once on Gilligan's Island, so I just repeat it. Ad nauseum. No, energy equals mass of the universe. Times. Times. I don't know if it's of the universe. What's it the mass of? Well, the mass anything. of something. The like, mass of something. Let's say Jupiter. The mass of Jupiter times the speed of light. Squared. Squared. Okay. Now, I'm not a mathematician, but recalling my days in Algebra 2 at Grandview High School <laughs> in 1983, is it... The speed of light that is being squared, or is it the combination of mass times the speed of light that's being squared? In which case, the MC should be in parenthesis. It is the speed of light squared. Just, only. Only. Yeah. And then times that. Mass times, times mass. yeah, mass times the speed of light squared. Yeah. Um, okay, I don't understand how that works. I don't either. I'm just going to take your word for it. Okay. And, uh, and Einstein was brilliant to come up with this. Yes, and you know, he flunked math. I don't even know what. I never so, got past Algebra 2 myself, so. The splash page has Olaf Hendrickson, Chop Chop, Blackhawk, Andre, Chuck, and Stanislaus. Yes, floating They're floating heads, heads. Smiling floating heads. Yes. Uh, Olaf, of course, is from Sweden. Mm-hmm. Hendrickson's from Germany. Doesn't Belgium. he say Bonn something all the time? Yes. 
No, that's uh, Olaf. Oh. Chop Chop from China, Black Hawk from Poland, but he looks all American. Andre, France. France. Chuck, America. America. Stanislaus is Polish. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, it's a multi-ethnic team like the Super Friends in the 70s. The Multicultural Pals. Anyway, we open to the seven Black Hawks being shaken and vibrated about like crazy. Until they're moving so fast, they look like that scene in Star Trek The Motion Picture where they're going through the wormhole and Uhura's bouncing up and down. He says, don't belay that order. Is that what he says? Yes. Torpedoes away! Uh, you know that Will Decker's not come to a good end. What? What's wrong with him? He, um, I can't remember the actress name. He was on Tales of the Jonathan Golden Franks? Monkey. Jonathan Franks? Oh, oh, no. oh, yes. And uh, he was in uh, He's an old pedo. Heaven. He's a pedophile. pedophile. Yeah. His oh. wife, Faye Grant, who's starred in the movies and television series V, mm-hmm. she's disgusted with him. She should be. Uh, duh. Right. So these guys who are in the second panel downwards, it's uh, faster, they're not faster, guys. faster. They're Blackhawks. The Blackhawks. They kind of remind me in this sketch of the movie, uh, of the music video Take On Me by AHA. Yes. Right? Yes. Thank you. Good catch. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they're in some kind of a giant centrifuge that's being spun around like a, what's that ride? The Tilt-A-Whirl. The Tilt-A-Whirl. Only much faster. Very, very fast. Um, there's a hapless professor at the controls <laughs> who can't control his computer. It's gone crazy. That he he's designed s- and built himself. Yes. He can't stop the computer. So what does he do? He smashes it with a wooden chair. Kind of looks like a squatty potty, doesn't it? You know. A potty chair. In my wild youth, I loved collecting antique things. And at one time in my bedroom, I had a chamber pot chair which was a chair a wooden chair much like this design that the professor is smashing into his controls and you would lift up the lid and there was a little porcelain pot inside i never used it don't panic <laughs> it was Could just you a, imagine like getting up in the night and taking a whiz or taking a, a deuce in in, a, <laughs> in your chamber pot and putting the lid on it and storing it under your bed Oh, this wouldn't have fit under any bed. Oh. It was a legitimate chair you could oh. sit in. Could you imagine having that in your room with a lid on it? It sounds like heaven. Shorter wall. Oh, my. Bob. What? There's oh. a lid. It's not an airtight lid with a rubber seal. You don't know that. You, you didn't live in the olden times. Uh, my father. <laughs> God, we can't even get off this first page. Used to keep a little plastic something bottle of some kind like a like a hospital urinal yeah beside his bed so he didn't have to walk to the bathroom um he was also a drinker so he would <laughs> was often, he? he would often mistake you know his shoe or something for the urinal yeah. not often i think it happened one time but yeah. anyway let's move on okay hello my head spins like the big top and I band still go round in circles. Ow, ow. Is that what a Swedish person I sounds ha- like? I can't even do that. And I bun. You're greedy. Can you And I bun. I can't. I don't even know. You're going to try the accent. And I bun still go round in circles. Ow, ow. I can't. Well, this professor urges the Blackhawks to evacuate the vehicle immediately. Professor Darnley is his name. And he doesn't know what happened. The calculator brain that piloted your test craft suddenly went screwy. And I stopped it with a chair. Remind us that this is 1966, and so a calculator brain would be enough to add up your receipts for the day. (laughs) Run payroll if you had a whole room full of calculators. Mm -hmm. So it turns out this is all a test. They Mm -hmm. weren't in any danger at all that they knew of. Uh, but all of a sudden, the capsule that they just evacuated begins to glow red hot. Then. White hot. Then. Then it vanishes. Right. The test capsule was vaporized. Just like that, it went poof. Eaten up by energy. Fantastic, Professor Darnley says. <laughs> it's gone. So, uh, what happened? 
What's the answer to all this, Professor? Let's start with some guesses. <laughs> First, wait, that's not Professor Drummer's voice. What's he sound like? What are you drinking there? I'm having a house special. Which is, as longtime listeners know, vodka, Shot of vodka. cranberry juice, and seltzer. Squeeze Twist of lime. Vodka, cranberry juice, and seltzer. The other day on the um, aforementioned um, podcast that we lost. Yes. We were drinking bubble tea. Right. I've never had bubble, bubble tea Bubble tea and poke bowl, mm-hmm. which if you haven't had poke bowl produced in West Virginia, you don't know what you're missing. It was fantastic. Um, From the Sweet S- Hut Cafe. Sweet Hut Cafe, Martinsburg, yeah. West Virginia. Check them out. They're not a sponsor. Uh, so Professor Darnley's, Darnley, sorry, guesses... That by means of solar mirrors, he gathers heat and light from the sun, which he hopes to convert into energy enough to power spacecraft to distant worlds. That might work. You know what he needs? What? A solar sail. Yes, a solar sail. How that do you know about the solar sail? What's that from? I've been reading about it at nighttime. Oh, my goodness. Well, of course, meteors can destroy solar sails. Meteorites. Well, yes, or in fact, any little small little tiny particle of dust flying through space. Well, that's what meteorites are. But I mean, talking about like microscopic dust that's flying at light speed through space. Oh. That wouldn't work light well. Light speed. I've seen the movie Gravity. I know how things in space fly around. Okay. Nothing new about that. But my conversion theory depends upon, not upon an engine within the craft, but making the craft itself an engine. You understand? Nope. Doop. Nope. Well, he continues with his pseudoscience yes. diatribe. Well, not only will the craft itself be an energy engine converting heat and light to fuel power, but, get this, the pilot and passengers will be part of the engine. I don't... Imagine going on a princess cruise. (laughs) Yes? And you walk on board, and Captain Stubing says, Congratulations, folks. Not only are you going on a cruise, but you're going to be part of the engine. Now I need you all to run to the aft section of the ship. Now to the bow. Out of the aft, out of the bow. I don't want to be part of the engine if no. I'm flying through space. No, I, I want don't. to have a comfortable padded seat which reclines. I don't ever want to be in space. I don't want to sit next to anybody that talks for the whole trip. <laughs> and no babies. No. <laughs> you really don't ever want to go to space? I don't think so. I don't think I want to be that close to something that will kill me like that. Well, I don't. You know. drive a motorcycle. Fair, 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 yeah, yeah. What if it was a motorcycle that could fly in space? Totally. Okay. Yes. We're on the same page then. Uh, Unfortunately, Professor Darnley still has no idea how the accident happened. He must have gotten lost control of the calculator control device and almost... uh, vaporized the Blackhawks, to which Blackhawk reminds his men, we volunteered for this work. Mm -hmm. So shut your mouths. (laughs) Shut your trap. Well, Professor Darnley won't hear of any more risks being taken. Blackhawk says uh, they're ready to go again immediately. Professor Darnley says no. No, no, no. I'm going to pilot the craft myself. I will be in the driver's seat. And you seven grown men (laughs) who presumably are fit enough to serve in the armed forces are going to take the place of the tiny calculator machine which previously was controlling the entire test yes let's take our places so i'm sure he trained them and we just haven't seen the training sequence well they're military men they probably know how to do all this i'm sure they all know how to operate the seven parts of the machine that are that they need to operate bank of push buttons and levers yeah Actually, everyone has a push button except for Olaf. Yeah, he is a crank. Well, he's the strongest, you know. Maybe the crank's broken and they just gave it to him because he's so strong. He's not very bright either. No. Uh, Off they go, Professor Darnley in the capsule, spinning around at hydrosonic speed. Of course, he got a helmet. The other guys didn't have helmets. Yeah. Yeah. They were in that whole test doing a spinning around centrifuge thing they didn't have any helmets or oxygen masks or anything or seat belts i think just their uh members only jackets <laughs> with the black hawk insignias on suddenly a bolt of electricity 
shoots out from the spinning gyroscope yeah. that the professor is in and strikes the console where the Blackhawks are situated. And blasts them all back. Stop the machine. Stop it. Stop it. Blackhawk says, well, they're out of chairs. So I guess they just push the stop button. Well, there's seven of them. They have that's fourteen it. hands between the seven of them. They got it stopped. I've seen a movie like that once. Oh, <laughs> uh, turns out Professor Darnley has no idea what happened. He must have blacked out during the test. Yeah. Uh, Blackhawk explains that some kind of force seemed to leap from the craft and hit us with a real wallop, then vanished. Wow. I don't understand. There's no way power can escape from the craft. It's positively leak-proof. That's what he thinks. Really? Yeah. A test craft designed for outer space is leak-proof. <laughs> One would hope so, but energy, go figure. There's no stopping energy. No stopping energy. That's why there's so much trouble flying in space, because there's cosmic rays, which turn people into superheroes, and there's all kinds of energy and radiation and whatnot. You know so much about the outer space. I've been reading. Um, as you know, I do all my reading in bed at night, and so I get a good one, one and a half pages uh-huh. before I fall asleep. Yes. So that really helps me retain information. Yes. About especially if you read the same one and one and a uh-huh. half pages every night, right? Because it just reinforces what you've already learned. Mm-hmm. Uh, I well, remember you read that book about Neanderthals for like two years. Yes. <laughs> But ask me any question about a Neanderthal. Oh, you know a lot about Neanderthals because you want to know what their voices sound like. Yeah, that's it. A little like this because their vocal tracts are shortened since their hyoid bone is situated differently than the Homo sapiens. Say, would you like to go get some dinosaurs? Oh, they weren't dinosaurs. Sorry. Would you like to go get some 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 saber-toothed tiger, mammoth, or cave lion? Follow me this way. <laughs> That's hard to what do. in blazes was that thing that shot out there and upended us? That's what she said. <laughs> I don't know. And until I've done more paperwork on my energy converter, I'm stopping all tests. Really? I would have stopped after the first one when the capsule was vaporized. <laughs> I can't afford any more accidents because my first capsule was vaporized and the second one shot energy out of it. Right. Where's, where is he getting his funding? Well, you know, he's a scientist. No, he's not. He's a kook. I think he's come into this lab, killed the real Professor Darnley, uh-huh. put on a white lab coat, and just throwing out gobbledygook nonsense that he <laughs> read about in bed at night. <laughs> Luckily. Luckily. Professor Darnley taped everything on closed circuit TV. Right. He's playing it back to see what occurred, and he still doesn't get it. Wait. Where are you? I'm on the bottom of page six. Okay. Um, he oh, I see. He's watching this. his closed circuit television. I it's see. in color, so it's clearly Alexa Vision. Brand. Mm, that's the best. Uh, what was the thing that came out of the craft? I must find out, even if I have to work day and night. Well, I mean, clearly, if that was if I was a mad scientist and I was or posing like to be a scientist and had created that giant gyroscope and had seven very attractive muscular uh, men like not that. Not all seven who, are very attractive. Well, that's, that's debatable. Agree to disagree. Um, who were nearly killed. Yeah. Um, I think I'd want to know what happened. Especially if they were my friends. Sure. Right? But there's no indication that he's friends with the Blackhawks. What the hell are they doing there if they aren't friends? They're world-famous adventurers. Of course you're going to call them immediately if you have a dangerous test to perform. Oh, oh my iPhone case. Just, did you hear that? Yeah, what happened? Don't do that. <laughs> Late that night, a glowing object seems to hover near the ground. Whom, whom, Look closer. Whom, whom, the object whom, whom, is a startling whom. figure. It's Ernest Borgnine created a... out of energy. Ha ha! <laughs> what does Ernest Borgnine's voice sound like? Uh, was it, wasn't he in, in, in Poseidon Adventure? He was in Poseidon Adventure. Was he, he was in Mikhail's Navy. God, he was married to... Uh, he was in, in Poseidon Adventure, he was the, he was the husband of Shelley Winters. Shelley Winters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't have a very classy voice. Uh, aha! Is that good? Uh, I'll destroy the Black Hawks. Uh, let's see. I'll destroy the Black Hawks before the night is out. 
No, I think he had more of a kind of like a voice like this. It doesn't. Ah, I'll destroy the Blackhawks before the night is up. <clears throat> There's a giant <laughs> energy. <laughs> <clears throat> There's a giant energy creature walking on the telephone wires towards a giant radio telescope, which is also a power plant. It's all those things. They I need mean, that in I, Texas. What? They need that in Texas. What? Radio telescopes? And power, and power plants. plants? Mm-hmm. Uh, have you heard about Texas today? No, no. They're rescinding all mask orders and opening businesses 100%. So, nice knowing you, Texas. Oh, my God. Actually, it wasn't actually very nice knowing you. Wow. So, the power plant radio telescope mm-hmm. building, mm-hmm. which every small town has... Why can't they just open all businesses and still keep masks? What's wrong with masks? Because freedom. It's not about freedom. It's about controlling the damn vapors that come from your mouth with viruses. God, how hard is that? Like, you learn that shit in public school. Do you cover your mouth when you sneeze? Yes. Communist. First, this creature needs energy, and he senses huge stores of energy in that power plant, which is also a radio telescope. He's hungry. In he walks to the find the hapless union workers who were performing <laughs> maintenance duties. On What's the, that? Oh, my God! Uh, and the brave workers... Throw their tools at Throw him. their monkey wrenches <laughs> as they back toward the exit. He uses his incredible energy powers to just melt. Yep. Yes. Ha ha ha! Oh, Borgnine laughing. Meanwhile, a hurried uh, SOS reaches the famed Blackhawks. Who's sending the SOS? The guys who they just thrown their tools and then sent the SOS. How? Uh, with their fingers telegraph? on their telegraph. Who the hell? Who knows? Maybe they used energy pulses from the power plant radio telescope. They sent it out over broadband. Yes, with flashing signal in the sky, like a the bat signal. Only it's. Uh, SOS Morse code Right, that's exactly how they did it Do you know, my family had a family friend Who invented some new kind of clock And it was like uh, What are those screens? LCD screens Okay. Only it was the 70s So it couldn't have been LCD Okay. But it was just, instead of a clock face It was a series of just flashing dots And you had to interpret the code To know what the actual time was and then he made a version that you could put family photos in all of the dots and it would just be in their house and it would just flash this pattern of dots and but if you didn't know the code you had no idea what time it was wow right yes i wonder whatever happened if there's any left it's probably be a collector's item like the gi joe blackhawk doll i don't want it for my birthday please well you could probably not understand the code <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? Rob, I don't have time to discuss this now. There's some kind of unearthly menace at the giant radio telescope. Okay, fine. It ban attacking the generators, <laughs> the radio said. But suddenly, thunder. We're over the telescope. <laughs> but our engines are conking. I cannot do that. God. No. We're over the telescope. That's good. But our engines are conking out. So's yes. mine. They've suddenly lost all power. Okay. Here we have a problem. Put so, your planes on automatic control. There's no power, Blackhawk. What are they going to do? How are they going to put them on automatic control? It takes power to do that. It doesn't understand. He says, put, he said, let's just put our, our planes on automatic control and bail out. No. No. I mean, these are giant armed jet airplanes. Jet airplanes. Uh, literally armed. They have missiles hanging on their underside. I see that. So they're going to land themselves. With what power? Uh, any self-respecting pilot is going to stay with their plane to ensure that the crashing plane doesn't hit a house as or as an elementary school yeah. or a skyscraper. Exactly. They're not going to just put the planes on autopilot, which won't work because there's no power. Right. So what do you imagine that is? It's like a little button that they push and, and, and the light comes on and they're like, well, hopefully it'll come back on. How's the light going to come on? There's no power. I said no light comes on. And then they just say, okay, well, okay, well we're on. just going to bail out yeah. anyway. It's fine. It's, it's like fine. Everything's fine. Flying in a trash can and, you know, jumping out of the trash can and saying, well, I hope it lands okay. I'll just, I'll just press this autopilot button. High in the night, seven parachutes billow open. If we're lucky, our planes will continue on out of this area. 
and maybe pick up their power again. Yeah, if Jesus Christ himself somehow gets inside the cockpit of the planes and powers them back on and lands them for you. If we're lucky, how about if the town is lucky or the elementary school or the playground where the night playground where children are playing? <laughs> well, if they're playing at night, they deserve whatever happens to them. Meanwhile, Zutalo, we will see what matter of man or beast attacks the generators below. Hitting terra firma, the Blackhawks rush into the generator plant where... So, you've come, Blackhawks. You've come to die. Yes, uh, the giant Ernest Borgnine creature is ripping apart energy cables from the turbines. That's because he saw his paycheck from the Poseidon Adventure and he's very unhappy. So, is he just going to like pour out energy out of the ripped... Some cable? He's probably going to stick it in some sort of orifice oh, and grow. come on. What? Like his We're mouth. We're not 12. Or his ears? Oh, Rob. What? Well, I don't like what He this... grows! <laughs> you see it on the next page. He grows. What did he do? Well, did he, he must he didn't have... Take the, he didn't, like, take the, the, the power cables and, and then put it in his hand and, like, dump some power into his hand and then put it into his mouth, did he? Maybe it's like a pixie stick that you uh-huh. just... Hold it, upend it, and dump the energy into your mouth. God, pixie sticks. Sugar papers? That's oh, what they were. Yes. So you know how we got the the um, the Poke Bowl on Sunday, right? Yes, you went to go to the candy store, which was closed. I've, I haven't been there in over a year, and I just got this craving for fine chocolates and candy. I was going to get some sour candies. Uh-huh. And some, and just, I haven't. I don't know last time I went to the candy store, but I said, oh, and they're just, they're about 15 minutes away from the house. I was so excited, and I got there, and they weren't open. Do they have pixie sticks there? They have, like, I mean, you know, like pastilles, but they, they're really specialized in chocolates. It's fine chocolates. I bet we could make homemade pixie sticks. Well, yeah, it's just like sugar sugar and, and vinegar <laughs> well they're sour aren't they yeah but um it's probably citric acid or something in there well it's not good for we, we you know we don't need to make that yeah stuff. i'll try to mix one up today <laughs> after we're done with this just in time the blackhawks escape from the exploding power plant radio telescope building uh and we see that the creature indeed has grown and is standing atop the radio telescope which is shattered and melted he kind of looks like Shelly Winters now, you know, um, out of a moo-moo. Yes, a little bit. Maybe Shelly Winters from the movie, uh, what's that movie? Blue something, my blue, not my blue heaven. A patch of blue. A patch of blue. Where she's hateful to her daughter, her blind oh, yeah. daughter, Selena. Button your lips, Button your lips, Selena. Great guns. Shelly Winters, energy creature, has survived the blast. Me, we. And now he melts a great telescope. Now, here comes the brave union worker uh, who has returned with some dynamite. Blackhawk. And he's trying to strike up a conversation with Blackhawk. He is. So may I do his voice? Yes, please. Okay. Blackhawk, maybe these explosives will help. I got them from a construction crew about a mile from here. They're blasting a tunnel through and in the hill. And then Never they're... mind. Give me those firecrackers. <laughs> he's trying to help. He's trying to make friends. Yes, but uh, there's no... The tunnel never comes back in to play. What made this writer, who I repeat is unnamed, nobody wanted to take credit for the story, why did he have to include the detail about the construction crew blasting a tunnel through a hill? Well, how else are they going to explain that an employee in a power plant managed to get his hands on a sack full of dynamite? I got him from a construction crew about a mile from here. Full stop. All construction okay. crews carry dynamite, don't they? Sure, they have to blast through rock. I've never done construction or, in fact, never observed it happening. You've helped me with home improvement projects, but well, we've never used are you dynamite. you putting helped in air quotes? Well, you've brought me coffee when it's appropriate or, or cocktails when it's appropriate. Except for that one time I mistakenly revealed my gift for accurate measurements. Oh, my God. That's right. I was so upset with you. You've I been was holding upset out on too. <laughs> That's a secret I should have taken to my grave. Hmm. Armed with explosives, the Black Hawks fan out and circle around the monstrous figure and toss dynamite at him. Yeah, boom, boom, pow, 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 boom. What happens? Well, he's gone. We must have destroyed it. Well done, Chop Chop. Maybe Chop Chop. 
Unless it changed forms and virtually walked away from the blast. Changed forms? What do you mean? Well, like Professor Darnley and all scientists, I'm only guessing. (laughs) But we know the thing wasn't human. It was super enough to absorb all the power of two dynamos and survive the big pop-off in the generator plant. I'm saying... So, what are you saying? It might be some kind of energy being... Our first clue is that it's composed entirely of energy. <laughs> well, no use second-guessing right now. Let's check our planes. Two oh, hours. Hopefully they came down okay or are still it flying. didn't kill anyone. Right. Yeah. But what do you think happens at that very moment in Darnley's lab? The energy creature is there confronting right. Professor Darnley, who is tormented by his presence. This is the first time he's actually met the creature. Is it, though? Because he says, must you return here? Must well, I be plagued by you? You go ahead. I'm just going to back up a little bit here. Because um, the first time we see the creature is late that night, a glowing object seems to hover near the ground. The first time we see the creature. But what if it's not the first time Professor Darnley has seen the creature? I don't buy it. I'm sorry. He um, says, He says, must you return here? Must I be plagued by you? And the creature says... When you watched the playback of your test on your closed-circuit TV, you guessed my secret. So it seems this creature can exist in our world only by becoming part of Professor Darnley. And furthermore, if he stays away from Professor Darnley too long, Professor Darnley will die. It's like Negative Man. Negative Man and the Doom Patrol, very good. Uh... And maybe it's all connected because, as you know, Larry Trainer, a.k.a. Negative Man, was a test pilot, test pilot. And he probably knew the Blackhawks back in WW2, the big one. Right. Oh. But your pure energy form brought in from the sun by accident. We'll come back to that. Why can't you just go back? Since when did he come from the sun? He's talking about going living in his own world. The energy was collected by the sun um sale collectors the energy was converted converted collected from the sun converted and that's what he is he is energy from the sun well anyway he does he says he'll go back when he finds a way but until then i'm going to possess the body professor darnley uh reminding professor darnley that uh he will die if he's not merged with the energy creature just then Darnley, this is Blackhawk. Open the door. <laughs> Not a word to the Blackhawks about this, Darnley, or you'll die. So Darnley says, Blackhawks, what's up? Where are the rest of your men? Oh, they're trying to find our planes. Oh, yeah. So it's Blackhawk, Olaf, and Chop Chop. The rest of the men are trying to find their planes. Yeah. And also trying to catch the energy creature. Right. Uh... Uh, so I thought, Professor Darnley, maybe that thing we saw flash across your lab during the energy conversion test might have something to do with all this. I, uh, or I don't see. Uh, I don't. I don't see how. Anyway, I was just going out. Make yourself at home. I'll see you later. Coming. <laughs> so uh, outside, Professor Darnley goes, and the creature reveals itself once more, saying, "I'll return to my world, but only when I absorb enough energy, which I will try to do now." Meanwhile, oh, he's not, he acts like he's going to remerge with Professor Darnley, but off he flies to the skyscraper, (laughs) to the big aerial atop the building. I see what's happening. It appears to be a likely feeding spot. Yes. Uh, This isn't Ernest Borgnine at all. It's King Kong. It's an easy mistake to make. Yes. But this is clearly reminiscent of King Kong atop the Empire State Building. Clinging on to the aerial tower. Indeed. Now. On television sets across the country. Yes, he broadcasts himself across television sets all over the country. Just laughing. Laughing, laughing, laughing. In Um, come the Blackhawks. They finally got their jets. Uh, Just the four leftover Blackhawks. Chuck, Stanislaus, uh, Hendrickson, and Frenchie. Frenchie. Uh, they strafe the creature atop the skyscraper, but he just is sucking up their bullets and their energy and their shells. 
getting bigger and bigger luckily he doesn't steal the power from the planes this time because they would crash directly into downtown blackhawk city whatever city this is <laughs> now blackhawk is back in the lab he has the bright idea to slow down the recording from closed circuit right which apparently professor darnley didn't do and he can see that who's getting punched there who's the blonde uh stanislaus, stanislaus. yeah getting punched the guys are getting punched yeah and then he sees the energy creature entering darnley's body yes uh chop chop says where did he come from why didn't he enter one of our bodies i'll show you why because i'm so clever i know things so the calculator device which was operating the controls are under the influence of a powerful magnet located just about where all the seven black hawks were jammed up together operating the machinery and the magnetism apparently prevented the energy creature from possessing any one of them. Drew them away. Drew him away or pushed him away, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So he was trying to possess the Blackhawks, but they were instead both repelled from the calculator device by magnetic force. Oh boy, are we getting scientific. <laughs> uh does magnetism cancel out energy i thought it was kind of all the same thing i why did you have to ask that i We're don't make us seem so stupid why don't they say electromagnetic why do we seem stupid we're not scientists electromagnetic okay so you add electric to a magnet and it makes it a stronger magnet it makes the bond it increases the, the the energy of the bond right i don't know no you do that's what electromagnet does that's how you okay. can take a magnet and lift up a car and uh -huh. move it from one place to another mm -hmm. go on well that's all i know well, we shouldn't be expected to know that. It's a comic. <laughs> I'm just saying you were castigating us for not knowing about electromagnetism. I bet electromagnetic scientists couldn't tell you about the history of the German lead. Well, that's true. Unlike us, roll off our tongues. Or construct a major or a minor or scale or different scales. Right. Just from one note. Right. Right. Or write an original arrangement for the Black Hawk song. Right. Come on, scientists. Get with it. <laughs> anyway, that's the only explanation I can come up with. Blackhawk says. <laughs> Clearly a scientist. <laughs> so the other Blackhawks arrive at the lab begging Blackhawk to help them. Yeah. But they just made the creature bigger yeah. by their uh, fighting and battling. And... So they say, you know, come help us. And he says, all right, listen. Get back in your planes. Fly oh, no. circles around You're the You're skipping the lead. Uh oh Whoa, slow down, Chuck. Give it to me easy. <laughs> okay, you may proceed. So he says, uh, all right, guys, listen, get in your planes, fly circles around the thing, but don't fire on him. You keep him busy up there till we join you. Um, we've got a big date elsewhere. So where is he going? Well, Blackhawk's going to the local robot factory, the Blackhawk City Robot Works. Yeah. LLC. Robot Factory. Um, well, God, it's not exactly a robot factory, the owner explains. I'd love to go to a robot factory. As everybody knows, including you, Blackhawk, we're constructing this big baby for a moon landing. But he won't fit into your plan, Blackhawk, because his automation devices haven't been installed yet. This is the best line in the whole comic. Right? I'll be his automation devices. <laughs> and don't look at me like I'm some kind of kook. Snap, snap me into it. it. Snap to it. I say, yeah. Hoist, Hoist me inside. Have you ever seen that uh, behind-the-scenes footage of the Wizard of Oz when they're doing the jitterbug dance? Yeah, the guys are operating the trees inside and, the trees, yes. and they're all waving around, all kookity crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what Blackhawk's doing. He's getting inside the back of the robot, it's moving around, waving his arms. This robot has full-size torso and arms, a and giant head, head and googly and eyes, corgi legs. <laughs> Corgi legs, <laughs> little tiny short legs. Like I, I don't. Maybe maybe it's not finished yet, or maybe it's uh, specially designed for the moon. Like with the lower gravity, it has to be closer, closer to, the, to the, ground. the ground so it doesn't launch itself into space. Uh, that's probably it. I don't know. It kind of reminds me of like the characters in Willow. A little bit. The little people. Yes. Yes. The uh, Nelwins. The Nelwins. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. 
We've never been apart. Oh, I love that movie so much. Oh, let's watch it this weekend after we get our second vaccine oh, shots or leg comatose on the couch. Why did I have to say that? Val Kilmer is the worst. Why? What did he do? Oh, you're all pigs. <laughs> That's not Val Kilmer's I line. I know, I know. It's not Val Kilmer's line. Bav Morda. Anyway. How nice of the foolish Earthmen to accommodate me. So, soon an unusual cargo is towed to the antenna by the black copter. By the hop, excuse me, the hop copter. So, uh, the energy being thinks he's going to take over the body of this robot. And that'll be his uh, powerful body from this invulnerable iron giant, I can carry out the rest of my plans. To Rex. dominate the right. world. He went from trying to get home to wrecking civilization and dominating the world. Wow, he's totally realizing his destiny. Meanwhile, a terrified Professor Darnley stares up from below, realizing that if the energy creature is destroyed by the Blackhawks, he will die. Yeah, so he, he has a right to be scared. Yes. He must find a way to stop the Blackhawks. Well, throw a chair at him. <laughs> That'll stop everything. I hadn't thought of that. Well, they did throw tools at him. Yes, monkey wrenches. And, and they they melted. So I don't think that... Maybe a, oh, potty, no, he, maybe a potty chair would have worked. He wants to stop the Blackhawks. So oh, up. not the robot. Or not not the energy being. Throw, throw Certainly a chair at the Blackhawks. Certainly an antique chamber pot would do something to I'm the Blackhawks. Sure. Especially if it was right. full. Uh, but he's too late to stop the Blackhawks because Blackhawks already inside the robot. Indeed. Uh, knowing that if his plan fails, there won't be anybody left to rescue anything. Right. So. Suddenly. The energy creature tries to possess the robot. What's happening? What's happening? I'm being torn apart. Boom. <laughs> well, it turns out the robot was powered by magnetic energy. Yeah. The energy man is gone. The robot's magnetic circuit destroyed him blackhawk's so goddamn smart explaining <laughs> to professor durnley darnley i keep saying durnley do we know anyone named durnley mm -mm. darnley uh blackhawk has to explain that the energy man was bluffing making him play along with him till he found a body strong enough to house him for his fantastic plot right but then surprisingly professor darnley drops dead the energy man wasn't joking at all. No, that didn't happen. I made that part up, but that would have been a great ending, wouldn't it? Would have been great, wouldn't it? Um, I wonder, Professor Darnley muses, just what... Go, go ahead. ahead. Okay. Just what strange law of physics caused a magnetic force to destroy the thing? I must find out. Let's return to my lab. Hold it, Darnley. Isn't this where we came in? <laughs> and the story is full circle. Um, look at this. Yes? Well, we have a statement of ownership here at the bottom of the page. Okay. Management and circulation as of October 23rd, 1962. That's four years ago. Oh, it was filed in October 1965. Data file, yeah, thank you. Total number of copies printed, mm -hmm. 365,000. Wow. Paid circulation, sales through dealers and carriers, street vendors and counter sales, 218,000. Wow. Mail, Mail subscriptions, yes. 1,236. Total paid circulation, 219,236. Free, Free distribution. distribution. 142. 142. Wow. Wow. I, is this something that often appears in comics? I think I they did have to print it once a year or something. Wow. Anyway. Uh, Go ahead. 280,000. If a comic today sold 50,000 copies, that would be record-breaking. Wow. I bet most comics don't even sell 10,000 copies anymore. Really? Yes. You know, kids aren't reading them anymore. Oh. They don't sell them at newsstands or the drugstore. You have to go to a specialty comic shop or buy a subscription service. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Kids just like video games nowadays and MySpace, whatever they're looking at. TikTok and MySpace. Instagrams. What was before MySpace? Nothing. MySpace was the first. Hello Kitty? What was it called? What, <laughs> what was it called? Hello Kitty. Friendster. Friendster? Oh, I think that was the same time as MySpace. Oh, my God. Uh, 
Puppies and kittens in myspace.com. Boy, the world sure has changed since I was a kid. Hasn't it, though? Yes. I used to skip down to the corner grocery and buy penny bubble gum and also a carton of cigarettes for my dad. <laughs> the shopkeeper didn't blink once. I used to buy cigarettes for my folks, sure. too. Sure. Yeah. Well, we had Kenny's Market down the corner, and Kenny himself was right there at the counter. I bet. To say, my dad wants some cigarettes and booze. <laughs> And I'll take some penny candy and a slate pencil. <laughs> I knew you were going to say slate pencil. No, you didn't. I did. When you said penny candy, I was like, oh, I bet he's going to say slate pencil. I know. From Little House on the Prairie. Yes. I was thinking of Little House on the Prairie recently, wasn't I? Were you? Yes. I think of it every day. And then I burst into tears at the thought of Ma taking her dry goods to make dresses for the girls. She didn't have enough for a dress for herself. I just was always amazed at how much the the countryside of that they grew up in um, in in Little House in the Prairie looked like Korea, just like Korea, and also <laughs> Hazard County, Tennessee. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, it's a small world. How's your podcast going? I'm on episode four, and it's very difficult. Well, you should give up this editing stuff. I know. I just hit play and record and then send it off to the I, Ethernet. I take out as many of the ums as I possibly can. Well. It's hard. It's nice if you have that kind of time, but. I don't. I'm so busy with my housework. That's why it takes a month from the time that I record it to the time that I put it out. Well, his podcast is called Liberally Speaking, and it's terrific. It's nothing like this. It's actually full of good information and interesting guests and We'll have a guest soon, but I don't want to spoil the surprise. I'm so excited. I cannot believe it. Anyway, you can find us on social media at GoGoJuckPod. You can find Dr. Husband on his own podcast called Liberally Speaking, available wherever you get your free podcast downloads from. Mm -hmm. And you can find us right back here next week, unless we have chills and fever from our second vaccine dose. And then we'll probably just be laying on the couch. I am so... So hoping, like I would love to go visit some friends in a social distance outside appropriate venue. Yes, um, for like a barbecue or something that's yes. possibly happening next mm-hmm. week. But what I would really, really welcome would be twelve hours of chemically induced sleep. <laughs> I don't know if there's any chemicals involved. Well, okay, it's let's just, just say uh, uh, some people get really tired from the vaccine. Uh huh. If I end up sp- sleeping the entire weekend away, except when I had to walk the dogs, uh huh, I would be so happy. Maybe I'll beam some magnetic energy towards you and your body will dissipate (laughs) into space. That would be restful. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Anything to add? It's good to be back yet once again doing this podcast. Right. This was a better episode than what we did the other day anyway. Yeah. Well, we were chewing on those uh, (laughs) bubble teas through the whole time because I had tapioca in it, right? (laughs) We should do this every week. Just double record everything. No! Just kidding. Yeah. Uh, All right. I'm going to go read in bed now. (laughs) Bye! Bye! It's time to give all of a chance